guys. What's going on, L.A.? This is John Noyes. I am live and in charge here at KKLA. If you're listening, you're listening to Apologetics.com Radio. We challenge believers to think and thinkers to believe. Now, there's a few things to go over before we get into our show tonight. If you want to call, you guys are really the ones who make the show happen for us, and I'd love to hear from you. Uh, You can give us a call by dialing on your phone, 888-995-5552. That's 888-995-5552. KKLA, and we really, really would love to hear from you. Um, we're going to be talking about some really fun stuff. I have with me in studio Stephen Van Kulen. What's happening? Oh my goodness! <laughs> live and in studio. Live and in studio. If you guys have been fans of the Apologetics.com radio show, you'll recognize that name, Stephen Van Kulen, because he used to be the co-host with me. I mean, for two or three years, probably. yeah, a long time. A long time here. Every first Saturday, Saturday is. It? I think officially it's the first Saturday <laughs> of every month because it it happens at midnight, uh, so it's a little tricky. It's not. It doesn't feel like Saturday to me. It'll feel like Saturday in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Right now, it's still an extension of Friday, and I bribed him to come. I begged you. No, that's I not. Begged. I called you and begged <laughs> and got on my knees and begged your wife. Could I, you please <laughs> let him out to play. Please let him come out. Yeah. No. We uh. We we, have a good time. We have a good time, and we haven't. We actually haven't seen each other in a couple months. Probably it's been a while. I, you know, life is odd these <laughs> days. I don't even know what to say about it anymore, other than it's it's odd. It is odd. It's it's like super odd. And uh, but you've been busy. You haven't let the oddities or the oddness of life actually get you down. I mean, you've you've started homeschooling your three kids. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up because I want to take this opportunity on Apologetics.com Radio to give a <laughs> shout out to Brett and Aaron Kunkel uh, of Maven Truth because they were a huge uh, influence with my wife and I as we were going through this process and making the decision to pull our kids out of school. They have a lot of wisdom yeah. uh, behind homeschooling and doing that. Uh, but yeah, I've been I've been homeschooling my kids, <laughs> and I've never known less what I was doing on a minute to minute basis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let me tell you, that's funny. It's only going to get more and more intense as they get older. I mean, how old is your oldest? Uh, the oldest turns like 10? ten in a week. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's fun. I am um, all the I'm going to say moms because I'm the only dad. But all the moms that I homeschool, you're the only with, dad. Uh, I'm the only dad in our little like cohort. Nice. We do classical education, um, and uh, we have a phrase reclaiming our own education, yeah. and that's absolutely true. I'm learning things that I wish I would have learned appropriately the first time, but it's fun. And you know what? It's my family, and I'm taking charge of my own family and educating them like I believe we're called to do as Christians. This is amazing. This is fantastic. I love to hear this. It's it's been exciting. And it, it's, it's <laughs> we tried homeschooling. I couldn't. I couldn't hack it, bro. <laughs> Let me tell you, <laughs> it brings me close to God. I've decided I'm he sure. puts things like this in our path Dude. because it keeps me on my knees mm-hmm. on a regular basis. I love that. But uh, you've been homeschooling. You, you know, you're married to Maureen. She's an amazing amazing woman she's actually a math teacher she is it's so crazy so you guys are like super busy but you're also putting out some content here on your own youtube channel <laughs> I, I i do my best i do have um have a youtube channel it's just my name steve See, he abandoned me <laughs> to start his own his own YouTube channel. It's a very modest YouTube channel, uh, but God will use it as he will. And so if I wanted to find it, how would I do that? Uh, it's I, Really, you just type in my name, which is tricky. I'll spell it for you. Uh, Steve, spelled with a V, S-T-E-V-E. And my last name is V-A-N-K-E-U-L-E-N. 
Steve Van Kulen. Um, I've yeah, I've been going a little bit longer than a year uh, and having a good time. You know what? My prayer is constantly that God will use whatever it is that I do to his glory yeah. and to his benefit. Amen, man. And you have such a great heart for that, you know, and I love what you're doing. And that's actually, we're going we're gonna to spend the majority of our time talking about kind of like what you're doing, because it's, I, I feel like, like I'm going to let you share up most of the stuff, but you started out wanting to do something, you know, to get out there, put content out on some way, you know, use the gifts that God's given you bloom where you planted. Absolutely. And, and it's kind of morphed and changed into something a little bit unexpected. <laughs> so, so how, how, can you tell us how you got into the YouTube? And, and again, you guys have to Google it and you can't, if you, if you just Google, I just did it and I can't spell your last name and we're like really good friends. Uh, and, <laughs> and I spelt it wrong. And if you just Google it and hit, you know, uh, like Bible, like Steve Van Kulen Bible translation, click the video button his YouTube channel will pop up for you. And make sure if, if they do that, you need to hit the like button. You need to hit the subscribe button. Because I want to run a test here. I want to see how many subscribers Apologetics.com radio can get you. Because I'm just interested if anybody's listening and actually does what we say. <laughs> well, hey, if you get value out of, I will say, if you end up getting value, um, I, my goal and the mission of this channel is to encourage any crip Christians to be who they claim to be. And that started off by, and we do that by going through scripture, uh, walking through doctrine and scripture together, uh, but reviewing solid resources yeah. to help make your day to day better and more Christ focused. Uh, so you mentioned it started off as one thing and we tried to bloom where we're planted and God kind of somewhat morphed it into another. Yeah. So what was your original intention when you, when you started it? What did you want to do? So when I, when I first started off and I've heard a lot of people say this about their own content. I was, I'm still, but I was speaking to myself <laughs> when, sure. when I first got into apologetics, apologetics had a lot to do with this. I wanted as, as much quality resources and, uh, conversation as I could. I was listening to everybody who I could get my hands on, uh, you name it in the apologetics world, stand a reason, cross examined, uh, Maven, which wasn't Maven back then, yeah. uh, Jay Warner wall. I, I wanted to hear what they had to say because these are smart, uh, men and women that were educating me. I grew up in the church yeah. um, and there just was a lot that I just didn't know. <laughs> and it, it turns out there's a doctrine that I should be familiar with that I just didn't know. I didn't know even where to find like legitimate resources and stuff on it. And as I fell in love with this because it grew me closer to God, I, I, I didn't want to keep my mouth shut. Uh, because I, 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 because it, you're you. Because I'm me, and I, I felt like, you know what? N nobody ever sat me down that I remember. Um, and I, I'm not speaking ill of anybody in my past. I love them. They've all done a great job raising me up. Uh, but nobody sat me down and shook me by the ears and was like, here's what systematic theology means, and why is it important? Here's what the doctrine of grace is. Let's walk through it and make sure you understand that. Um, so the channel started off as me just wanting to go through Bible verses Bible verses that I thought I knew what they meant. <laughs> yeah. And it turns out there's a context. <laughs> like, and it turns out that that you can spend time reading and learning. Um, that's how the whole thing started out. Yeah, that's amazing. So you, you start out with the principle, actually, that comes from my mentor and boss at Stand to Reason, Greg Kokel, never read a Bible verse. Absolutely. Right? And never read a Bible verse. You know, you want to read yes. everything in its context. Uh, you know, paragraph minimum, chapter better, book even better book even better yeah um i fell in love with uh hermeneutics yeah. I, honestly like i audited uh for free <laughs> um walt russell's hermeneutics Dude, course so at biola good. so good because they had it for free they i i believe that they still do 
through YouTube, you can find it. It's a little more difficult. They shut down Open Biola. Yeah. But I went through his hermeneutics course, and I, I gained so much understanding and so much more of a love for Scripture um, that I just wanted to do whatever it is I could. Yeah. It wasn't much. I, I'm just a little guy that grew up in a little town. <laughs> but you know what? Simi Valley's <laughs> not so little, bro. It's the biggest little town in the world. <laughs> That's what I always say. Because you know what? I know everybody because I grew up there. Yeah, yeah. But you grew up in the city, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, outside the city, but yeah, not def- definitely different. And it's interesting. Actually, we're going to talk a lot of resources tonight, guys. If you want a good resource from Walt Russell, actually, Playing With Fire. Yes. Walt Russell's Playing With Fire. If you're trying to get into hermeneutics, and he lays it out there through his personal story. Um, hermeneutics, you know, how to read the Bible, how to interpret the Bible, how to study the Bible, um, is, is, a, is a really fascinating topic to get into. And a great place to start is Walt Russell's um, Playing With Fire. And uh, so, so I'm, I'm, looking at your, I'm looking at your YouTube chan- channel, Stephen Van Kulin, <laughs> and, um, and, and I'm seeing, like, dude, you have so much good content on here. Like, I mean, you have, you have everything from Why Apologetics, right? That's a little bit older of video. Yeah, older. And, and you can see the morphing that, that, that has taken place. You know, you've done a lot of Bible reviews. So I want to ask you a question. Yes, sir. Should I just have one Bible uh, translation? Well, how about this? Why are there so many Bible translations? What do they mean? And should I just have one? And oh, why? man. That's like 17 hours yeah. worth of talk. <laughs> I see. It, like, I just combined like six different, uh, six different uh, YouTube videos here. So I'm going uh, to give a, a quick first impression on should I have a Bible in, in the first place? Like, um, what do you mean? A physical a Bible? A physical Bible. I, I, you mentioned this uh, over dinner before the show, and I want to know your reasons. For, so, so I'm um, excited. I, I'm, I'm only going to give you one. I do have a video about this. I'm not trying to drive you to the video. but uh, I, I am. You guys should go and watch the video. <laughs> when I stumbled into YouTube um, I, I, and into apologetics, again, a lot of this stemmed from that because these guys knew so much scripture that I didn't know. I started really wanting to study. And if I'm going to study it, uh, I want to study the right one. <laughs> that sounds funny. I grew up in a church that reads the New International Version. It's a, a perfectly fine version of the Bible, but I thought, well, there's more out there. I need to know more about that. Yeah, so that's the NIV. So that's the NIV. And I started trying to find out more about all these different translations, and it was somewhat difficult, to be honest with you. you really, I really had to do a whole lot of digging to find out kind of what the specific differences are, why they were there, just all the questions you just asked. Um, I didn't get a whole lot of great answers from the people that were closest to me. I'm going to be honest with you, not, you know, they, because they probably grew up like me. You grew up with the new King James or you grew up with the NIV, but never really looked into why. So I started emailing people. Walt Russell was one of them. I thought, well, he's got an email address on Biola. I'm going to email this guy. And that's how the, just, just as a side note, Stephen, like, I don't know if you know this, but this is exactly how I got involved in apologetics. I had just graduated Biola. I went, I went to the apologetics program and, and uh, cause I, I found it on Google, you know, I Googled yeah. it. Um, I, I heard the word, uh, apologetics in a, in a talk and I was like, Oh, I wonder what that is. Looked it up. I was like, Oh, this is so cool. Fell in love with apologetics as a new Christian. Google. Hey, I wonder if I can get a degree in this. Oh, Biola. What is Biola? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, it's 40 minutes from my house. And then I graduated. And when I graduated, I was working at the law firm and, uh, and it was crazy because I didn't know what to do. Like with, with the degree, I was like, Oh, whatever. I'll just stay at the law firm. And I emailed Jay Warner Wallace. The, and they responded, the and, the, and and I included my phone number. And like twenty five minutes later, he called me. Yes, 
You know, I the same thing with Eric Tonis at Biola. I just Eric emailed Thomas. him. I just emailed him, and, and you did the same thing. I did the same thing. With, with, with people. So I went and researched. I mean, I looked through trans, Bible translators and biblical scholars uh, through the courses they were teaching at re- reputable colleges like Biola. I was like, I'm going to ask them what their opinion is. Why should I read one version over another? Uh, and, and I, they got back to I you. got a lot of I'm <laughs> way more responses than I expected. That's so cool. That, you know, and uh, almost not 100%, but I'm going to say almost unanimously, one of the first things most of them said was, yeah. the best Bible translation to read is the one you'll actually read. And we're going to talk about that later. Okay. Um, because I have it. grown to understand what that means. But then they laid out for me a bunch of information uh, at least bite-sized pieces of information that I can understand on what the difference is between a, a dynamic equivalent and a formal equivalent is a you know. Um, do you want to do you want to try to explain that because I think a lot of people may not quite understand what uh, what those terms mean. Right. So I, I'm glad you asked uh, because that's partially what my channel why it started. You know, to get back to that is well, I want to do my best to put out some answers out there that are hopefully easy enough for a guy like me to understand. Um, And uh, those are basically, there's three main categories. I'm going to call them three main categories and, and that's formal equivalence um, or word for word translations, dynamic equivalent or what would be known as thought for thought translation. And then there's paraphrases. Um, So let's get paraphrases out of the way right away. There are very few that I would recommend having. I can't think of one off the top of my head. Um, I just am not super into paraphrases. What a paraphrase is, is some, what, the most famous one that most people have heard of is called The Message. Um, Eugene Peterson, it, it's him. It, it's what, how he interprets the Bible, uh, basically. And it's written, most of the time, paraphrases are written in a little bit more of a novel-esque. What's the right word? I think that's a good word, actually, for it. <laughs> yeah, they're... they're more they're, like a book. The purpose of them, I think, is to, you know, um, it's not accuracy. It's a paraphrase in order to kind of put the reader into the story maybe a little bit more. Yeah. It gets a a few. So they're not all. I'm not saying they're bad. You know, the message Bible. Not at all. You know, people can get stuff out of it. But if you're going to want to do any type of study. But you want to have a legitimate, like, translation. At least one. Yeah. Because what it does is instead, like, and I guess we're working backwards now, but the, the the, the paraphrase, it takes like the, the broader principle and puts it into the, the, the editor's own words as opposed to uh, t- taking the thought and, and, may, may, and that would be the next level up uh, to go in thought for thought. And then word for word would be up above that. There you go. I think. I don't know, man. That, I right. just, I've just watched a couple of your and videos. Technically, there is a fourth category, which because the CSB falls into a category that it kind of created on its own. Yeah. And I agree with what they say. Um, it calls itself uh, the, the CS, the Holman group. Uh, Holman calls the CSB an optimal equivalence. Optimal equivalence. So right. let's go through the three and you have formal equivalent, which is word for word. Now I want to, yeah, this is good. Mention this. I, I want to say this with somewhat of a grain of salt because every Bible that is in English has been translated by somebody. If you speak a foreign language, you know what I'm talking about. Um, n- not every word and not every sentence translates. Uh, for the, the example I always use, because it's probably the most popular example, is the word sarks. I am not a Greek scholar, but the word sarks is not translatable into yeah. English. So some guy or girl had to translate Flesh. that and yeah. try to help us understand in English 
what that means. Yeah, it could mean flesh. It could mean sin. It could mean a whole a couple a, of love. It. Love is actually another one that's yeah. not easily transliterate. Transliteratable. So yeah, because transliterating uh, yeah. is different, slightly different than translating. But so you have formal equivalents, and in my opinion, those would be the King James version. Um, I technically would fall into that category. Yeah. Um, the King James version is not a bad version of the Bible. No, it's just as difficult to read. I read it because I like the poetry. I think every yeah. Christian should have one on their shelf and pull it out occasionally. Yeah. And well, it's also, I think it's important to, as we're getting into this a little bit, maybe, and correct me if I'm wrong, but a lot of the translations, like, um, they come from the same source material. Yeah. 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 So, so it's not like, uh, it, it, the idea is, is that this, these, the, the objection, an apologetic standpoint would be that's often brought up to us. The objection brought to our door is it's like a telephone game, right? The, that there's been copies of copies of copies and it's translated so much time we can't even understand what the what the original said. And that's not true. We have a good picture of what the what the New Testament is. I mean, with a 99.8% accuracy is what some people say, you know, um, according to all, all the textual evidence out there. Um, and the translations are actually coming from the same sources. Right. It's just the translators are just put using different language because they're doing translation work. So certain words have multiple uh, translations. Multiple translations. Yeah. And the people that are doing the translating like this slightly better than that. Yeah, sure. Like uh, N.T. Wright. N.T. Wright has his own translation of the Bible. Yeah. You know, which is quite crazy. You know, I mean, th- because he's like probably one of the, the foremost Greek scholars on the planet. Right. So he has his own New Testament translation that he translated. I mean, I can't even, I, I can't even imagine that. But he sat down with and the text. translated it all. With the Greek and translated it. Um, and it's not awful, you know. I mean, I, I, I mean, it's not what I read. Right, right, right. I don't even think I own one. Yeah. So we were getting um, into it. So but, King James is the one that. So King James, New King James. Uh, that's in, the one I like. Yes, uh, NKJV, ESV, English Standard Version, uh, and NASB, New American Standard Version. And these are all examples of the formal, of formal equivalents. equivalents. Their word for. The, the, the phrase is word-for-word word translation. Yeah. And that, and that means basically what they're doing is they're going to the word, they're translating the word, translating the word, translating the word, right. which provides a little bit of – it can also mean that it's going to be a little awkward to read. So, so the NASB, the New American Standard Bible, falls into that category, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. It is somewhat well-known for being the most – I'm doing scare quotes here, and you can't see them uh, – the most formal or the most close – to word for word translation, and I'm not a, again a Greek or a Hebrew scholar. I believe that that's tr- probably true, but it gets choppy. Yeah. <laughs> to read the to read it, you you can't just translate things word for word and leave them in the same order um, because they didn't write things that way in Greek. Yeah. Um, that's in my opinion. I'm I'm an ESV guy. I'll uh, to an extent, and the ESV is who pr- puts that out pretty darn close crossway crossway best study Bible. On the planet, I, at the moment, I'm going to agree with you. Yeah. I mean, it, it's so phenomenal. It has so many great um, articles and resources inside it. At the beginning of, I mean, I'm going to take you way off topic on everything that we <laughs> talk about. Okay, I'm sorry, guys. I'm hyper tonight. We're excited so we're, about uh, Bibles. We're just excited about Bibles. But if you guys don't own a study Bible, the place to get the what, what you should really start with is the ESV Study Bible. Yeah, and I think you can down. get. The, I think you get the hardcover for like twenty bucks. Twenty bucks online. Christianbook.com. Yeah, uh, they are always having. 
fantastic sales. It's awesome. And and at the beginning of like, for example, at the beginning of every book of the Bible, they have an in-depth view, like a, a explanation of any everything, like when it was written, yeah. where it was written, the author, uh, the purpose, the main players, the main characters, the main events. It has timelines. And it really helps if you read those uh, introductions to each of the books. You really get a more robust, a fuller picture of what's happening as you read. So it's just another tool. It's just that, another tool that you put and on resource and use. But you got to make sure you use it. You've got to make sure you use it. <laughs> um, so the second category, I'd say second, because again, the CSB falls technically just below a formal equivalence. Um, what what the people at Holman say, if you read the introduction to your Bible, not the introduction to the actual Bible, but the translation philosophy, is that they've worked hard to keep it as close to word for word as possible while uh, minimizing those difficult to translate uh, sure. passages or words or phrases because somebody has to do the work for you in yeah. those cases. The, the Holman Bible is actually one. Of, so all of these, I'm going to say like some of my favorites because I just like the word of God. But, um, but the Holman, if you have, if you have on your shelf, one of the older, uh, apologetic study bibles yeah, I, yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a holman i don't know what the new one is i'm not sure if it's still holman i, I think holman still puts out the apologetic study bible perfect so if you have a whole if you have the apologetic study bible it's it's a holman translation and you're and that's the optimal equivalence tech yeah that, and i think that it technically Which is the new. only bible that falls into that i think so category yeah it's uh the, the description that i have here online is the optimal equivalence is a balance of word for word and thought for thought uh, where needed for the reader to better understand the HCSB would be considered an optimal equivalence. Uh, right. And I, I agree with that. I read, I read through the Bible in the CSB in this January. Um, and I kind of fell in love. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm an, I'm an ESV guy, but I've been reading the CSB more than probably any other Bible um, at this point, because I just, really enjoy it it's very easily readable and the product that they're putting out is also really nice yeah um and we can get into those maybe even after the break yeah um but then you fall into in the last five minutes here before break the thought for thought or dynamic equivalent yeah and those are going to be the new international version niv again the niv is the most uh, up to my research last week the most well-produced highest number bible in the world is that right it, it more has, than king james um it's been produced in so many different languages that i could be wrong if i'm wrong please let me know but uh all the research that i've looked at it it's the most well produced um so you have the new international version uh the new living translation yeah put out by tyndale the new living translation just this was my first bible i ever got my my in-laws gave it to me right as i was converting from atheism as i was deconstructing is the term i guess that's popular today i was deconstructing from atheism to christianity and um and my my in-laws handed me an nlt a new living translation bible and if you have on your shelf guys if you this is another this is another great resource man the um it's a New Living Translation on New Believers Study oh, Bible. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's edited by Greg Laurie. Yep. And uh, they have like these things like cornerstones, like who is Jesus? Yes. Who is Satan? Little like character profiles. Yeah, like why is there evil? Like it has some apologetic stuff in there. And it's and I love the translation that we're talking, like we're talking translation. So that one is, you said it's the dynamic equivalence. Thought for thought. Thought for thought. So what you need to know about that and and – I know that there are some hardcore word for word, you know, if you, and I don't disagree with that. My opinion is always have multiple, have two or three, because guess what? If you're listening to this program, chances are you can order yourself 
a Bible right now. Yeah. Uh, And you can get them for 20 bucks. A decent shelf edition. Or cheaper, man. Or cheaper. I mean, you can get pew Bibles in any Um, of these translations for the most part. Use a word for word. 10 bucks. Yeah, 10 bucks. Use a word for word for your actual study and do your first or second pass. Uh, You know, you're going to read through the book at least two or three times as you start to study it all the way, you know, in one sitting. Yeah. Do that in your in the NLT. Do that in the CSB or the NIV if you really like the way the NIV yeah. says things. Um, like it, I like having multiple versions, multiple translations in, different, in these different categories because I'm, I use the Bible for it, – it's a tool. I mean it's, it's a resource in and of itself, and I use it for different things. So if I'm – I pastor a church, and I work for Stand the Reason. So if I'm preaching or if I'm teaching uh, either at my church or if I'm teaching for Stand the Reason – I'm most likely going to be going to like a formal equivalence Bible. I'm going to go Absolutely. to my, my go-to is either New King James or the NASB. If you were to come to my church, I usually preach out of the NASB, New American Standard um, Bible. And uh, But if I'm tired at night and I want to do my devotions at night, man, I'm picking up my NLT because it's just mm. like it's it, it reads like butter, you know. Absolutely, it's just, yeah. It's, it's so smooth, so smooth, so and, enjoyable. And you're not sacrificing. So it, it, it's it's that it's that I feel like that's that that it's just the right amount of compromise with the integrity of the text that you're not getting any watered down stuff like you might get with the message. And I'm not poo pooing the the message right, Bible right, right. at all. Uh, I, I think it has its place, but you're not going to run a study. And also, I don't. If you're only reading the Message Bible, I would really encourage you to take that next step up, get yourself an NIV, Absolutely. get an NLT, and get going in that. Right. And, uh, and, you, and you'll thank me for it, I promise. Absolutely. And you know what? The, the New Living Translation, the list of translators that, and editors that worked oh, on that Bible are very well esteemed. And I'm going to say this out on a limb here. <laughs> if you don't trust them, um, regardless of whether you agree with word for word or thought for thought, if you don't trust them, then you you probably shouldn't read anybody's commentary because those are the guys that wrote the commentary. Yeah, those are the guys that are writing everything. Um, and I, in, again, some of the little research that I've done, I, what I do know about Hebrew is that Hebrew in general, uh, the new the NLT gets a lot of praise from some of the guys that I've read for its translation because Hebrew is kind of a cultural, emotional, thought-based uh, language. Yeah, language. Um, so the NLT captures a lot of that pretty yeah. well from again from my understanding not being a hebrew speaker or yeah. scholar it's important to understand that actually because we got to get out of our own context when we're reading the scriptures in general so like you know the, the 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 scriptures weren't written by you know white western males you know it was it right. was written by you know middle eastern yeah folks you got to know right. and and context. they're they're from yeah so so with they're, they're not necessarily like a a law a, a, a law society you know justice based society you know they're they're much there there's honor shame mixed in there and, and stuff yeah. like this so when they come across and that's huge and it's huge so when they're writing um you want to be able to know what the author's actually writing and that's our bumper music this is insane that was quick. That's like the first half of the show. We got a whole other half, though. It's Holy gonna be smokes. Good. Yeah, it's going to be fun. So if you're listening, this is Apologetics.com Radio. We challenge believers to think, thinkers to believe. I'm John Noyes. I'm in studio live with Steve Van Kulen, who's a YouTube extraordinaire. And uh, you need to go check him out. We'll be back in about 60 seconds. The mission of Apologetics.com is to challenge believers to think 
and thinkers to believe on the radio, on the internet, and now in the Life of the Mind conferences. If you believe in the work that Apologetics.com is doing, we encourage you to support us with your prayers and also with your tax-deductible gift so that this ministry will continue on the air, on the web, and in events near you. Gifts of any amount are appreciated, and it's very simple to participate. Just go to Apologetics.com and click Donate. It's safe and secure. Or you can send your check or money order to Apologetics.com, 1900 Southwestern Avenue, San Pedro, California, 90732. Thank you for supporting Apologetics.com. This is John MacArthur with more Portraits of Grace. For centuries, Israel has eagerly awaited the promised Messiah. Yet in the person of Jesus Christ, the Messiah already came. But since he didn't fit Israel's blueprint of a reigning political Messiah who would deliver them from Roman oppression, the nation rejected him, tossing him aside like a worthless rock. Christ, this rejected cornerstone, however, is precious to believers but remains a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense to unbelievers. People trip over a stone of stumbling, and a rock of offense is large enough to crush a person. The point is clear. Rejecting Christ brings spiritual devastation of enormous proportions. Let such a frightening reality motivate you to take every opportunity to evangelize the lost. This is John MacArthur praying you're continuing to be portraits of grace. Hi ladies, welcome to Open My Eyes. I'm Lori Wilburn. Have you allowed the voices of culture to silence the name of Jesus from your lips? In Acts 4, we hear a bold statement by Peter and John. They too were being pressured to keep silent about their faith. In verses 19 and 20, we read, Whether it is right in the sight of God to give heed to you rather than to God, you be the judge. For we cannot stop speaking about what we have seen and heard. The disciples had seen with their own eyes and touched with their own hands the resurrected Lord. As a result, His glory was undeniable and their obedience to Him was irrepressible. Ladies, we can't let the world silence us. May God give us holy boldness to open our mouths and proclaim the name of Jesus. To learn more, visit my blog at corechurchla.org. All right, let's get back to the Apologetics.com radio show. Yes, indeed. If you're hearing this sound coming through your radio, you are listening to KKLA Live on Saturday morning. I'm going to say it's Friday night still. I'm going out on the limb. I don't I'm, care. I'm, I'm with you now. I, I got it. I've switched over. Nice. I've con- I have one convert. You it's have uh, converted it's me. still Friday night, even though the, the date on the computer in front of me says it's January, February, March, April, May. Oh, that's right. Not only is it a new day, it is a new month. And guess what, folks? Um, it, 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 Mother's Day is it's coming. It's coming. Up. Don't forget. So, you know what? You get your mom 
or the mom in your life, whether it be your wife or your mom, you can get her a Bible. A new Bible. That's right, which fits right in line with what we're talking about. And we are Apologetics.com Radio, where we challenge believers to think and think as we Before we get back into it, Stephen, I need to mention two things. One is if you have been a, a longtime listener, we would love not only to hear from you, you can do that by calling us at 888-995-KKLA, 888-995-5552. You should just write that number on a sticky note and keep it right next to your phone and uh, or put it on the back of your phone underneath the case, and you can call us whenever you want. Every week. Every week. Every week we're here at midnight like clockwork, and, <laughs> uh, and we'd love to hear from you. But also, if you are a longtime listener and you think that you've benefited from this show, we would love to participate in ministry with you by, um, by you partnering with us financially. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this is a 100% uh, I guess listener supported program um, none of this none of the hosts none of us take any money zero every penny that you use every single penny goes towards maintaining the website and and this time that we're on air right now and not only that but this is correct me if I'm wrong the longest yes. running uh program on KKLA. It is the longest running program on KKLA. I think it's 21 years. That's a long time. Harry Edwards, man, he is he is the gift of longevity and uh, and I'm thankful for him and uh, and his leadership in this, but uh but right now I, I know that we've we've uh because of, you know, coronavirus and everything, we've come across some um so we've lost a couple of supporters, so we would love to replace those supporters. It's 100% tax deductible. And the best way for you to uh, give to us to partner with us is to go to the website apologetics.com there's a corner in the upper right hand corner and you just click uh, donate and you fill out the form you can uh, partner with us monthly which we'd love that's the best or you can give a, a special one time gift of any amount and uh, again every single cent of that goes towards putting this uh, program on and maintaining that website there's no salaries there's no overhead it's uh, we run a bare bones operation here and it's a privilege to be doing it because i think it's benefiting an awful lot of people um you guys should read the emails and uh and i love it when you guys call and uh so that's that's what i gotta say about that now i'm in studio with one of my best friends he's steven van Kulen. we used to do this show i mean for years we did it together yeah it's uh, good to be back and and then you you quit on me so you go <laughs> stat your own little thing I, uh, well i had a bunch of life things come up <laughs> you followed the first half oh man it's oh, it, it's it's a hard it's a hard knocks life bro I mean, I'll tell you what, you know, God, God has a, has a, a serious sense of humor and uh, luckily he's sovereign. He's loving. He's just, he's holy. He's fair. He's patient. Steadfast. And steadfast. I love that word. And, uh, steadfast. He, and he's, he's, uh, he's ever present. You know, he's unshakable. So good. And, uh, and so we can lean into him even when things get a little challenging. Um, but tonight we're talking actually a lot. Well, we started off by just talking about your YouTube channel because you're doing really cool stuff over there. And I'd love it if you guys, not only if, 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 if you guys went to the YouTube channel, the listeners, if you're listening right now, go over to Stephen Van Kulen. Steve's S-T-E-V-E Van Kulen. I'm not going to spell your name right. V-A-N-K-E-U-L-E-N. Yeah, I should change I have, my name. I have I known know. you for so long, and I still can't spell. It. I think doozy. I probably spelled it in a Christmas card wrong too. It's a doozy. But um, but you go over and and you not only uh, watch some of the videos, but but like and subscribe, uh, like the videos, subscribe to the channel, and uh, and these things matter because you're putting out like really solid, good content. I mean, I, I saw on there, and I'm just remembering from memory. I have your page pulled up, but I'm um, going from the videos that stuck out in my mind. <coughs> Excuse me. One would be uh. Uh, you gave some fantastic tips on prayer. Oh, I mean, like a year ago. Yeah, 
uh, it was a whole little like I'm going to call it a mini series because they really were only two or three minutes long. Uh, and prayer can be hard, yeah. <laughs> you know, and it, it pops up a lot. And uh, I I have grown to love prayer over the last Amen, decade. To be honest, I, I'm more uncomfortable not praying now, <laughs> like yeah. only yeah. because I'm afraid of the world. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, I, man, it's so comfortable to just talk to God and, and be in prayer. And it, it's a subject that I think that a lot of Christians, at least the ones I talk to, I'm not going to use the word of people are afraid of, but it just is so unknown. Like, yeah. what are we doing? How do I do it right? Am I, you know? I can't pray. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't do it right. Nothing happens. Uh, so I, some of those things kind of popped up in my head and little tips and tricks. One of them I stole from Stand a Reason and Greg Kokel, which is the SIP yeah. methods. Pray specifically, pray intelligibly, and pray purposefully. Yeah. Um, simple things like that. And that really is what the, the YouTube channel is about. That's what it's there for is, is helping encourage and equip Christians to be who they claim to be. Um, pr- prayer is a big part of that. It starts there. Understanding scripture is a big part of that. And that's what we've been talking about is, is kind of the understanding of scripture. And we're talking right now, uh, before the break, we were talking Bibles because a, yeah. a large portion of your part, portion of your channel, Steve Van Kulen on YouTube, a large portion I can't portion. talk. Portion. <laughs> portion. Maybe it is, maybe it is very early on, one, uh, on <laughs> s- Saturday morning. We'll, we'll, we'll change depending on my speech patterns here. But um, a, a large portion of your YouTube channel is dedicated to uh, Bible reviews. Yeah, that's it's, at the very beginning you mentioned it kind of, you know, sometimes God starts you in one thing and it morphs into another. And I, I would probably say that the majority of what I do now are, in fact, Bible reviews. Um, it, I kind of stumbled into them um, through a couple of different a couple of different reasons. John Noyes is one of them, as a matter uh. of fact, because when I met this guy sitting across from me, he walked in with an, a beautiful red R.L. <laughs> Allen I'm full spoiled. yap single column New American gold Standard gilded. Bible. <laughs> I had no idea what any of that meant a short short time ago. Yeah, I, I really well, didn't. Yeah. Um, I mean, now you know so much about it, you know, and, and uh, <laughs> I got that Bible as a Christmas. It's the only thing I wanted for Christmas one year because they're not cheap. The, the premium Bibles are not cheap. Yeah, but you don't need a premium Bible. You don't. And, and before the break, we were talking about different types of translations of Bibles because you're not all equal. But I think one of the things that we landed on, like, okay, so let's give a brief. My phone died, so I can't. Uh, go across my notes. But okay, here, here it is. Like, so we went across just briefly talking about the different types of translation, formal equivalents, um, dynamic, dynamic equivalents. equivalents. So the, the formal equivalence is word, word for, for word. Dynamic is more of a, a thought, for thought. thought for thought. Then we also said that there's the optimal equivalence, which has one real Bible in it. Yeah, that's the and Holman, that's kind of between the two. The Holman Christian, Christian Standard, Standard Bible. Yeah, the CSB. which is fantastic. I, yeah. I actually, I really it's like that Bible too. It's a too. great Bible. So, so in, in, and then there's also below all of this is the, um, you know, the paraphrase. Yeah. The kind of Bible that would be the the message is the, the message one. the living by the old living Bible. Yeah. Sometimes people confuse the new living translation with the living Bible. Uh, those are to- not the totally same. Totally thing. different things. Now I think it's good to have a copy of uh, multiple of these translations in, yeah. in every different translation group. I, one thing that I talk about uh, in my reviews that I do is because I, I have a whole shelf or two now of. What I'm going to call study Bibles. I have a couple of different categories in my own head of study Bibles, um, but I, I do use them and uh, I use them often. And 
not all study Bibles are necessarily created equal. No. But there are study Bibles out there that are, uh, for example, some that have been mentioned tonight is the Apologetic Study Bible. Yeah. So it's focused on helping you understand the text and be able to use it in defense of the truth. Yeah. Um, and that's what the commentary inside the Apologetic Study Bible. A Bible my la- latest review just last week, four days ago, is the Cultural Backgrounds Study Bible. <laughs> and guess what? The Bible... W- Although it is inerrant and infallible and is God's literal word to us, it was written by a human person. By human people. And it was received by human per- That's people. Correct. And it can't mean something to you that the original writers and the original receivers would have known, and that's context. Yes. So this particular study Bible helps you understand what was going on in the culture, and that's what the commentary is directed at. And I think um, that's a great resource. I buy I most of the time I choose these Bibles in hardcover because they sit on a shelf really well. They're a resource for me. It's, yeah. Most of the study Bibles aren't daily drivers um, and they're fantastic resources. Are you really into archaeology and you want to learn more about that? Yeah. Great. Pick up an archaeology study Bible. There's yeah. a couple of them. There's uh the one of the trend, one of the the study Bibles I've really come to like that I always consult when I'm prepping a sermon it's NASB so it's uh it's it's a, a word for word translation but it's the um oh man it's the life application study oh, yeah, Bible yeah yeah so and you can actually get life application in almost every translation that I know of I oh, know can you really NLT um because I have one in NLT NIV and New American Standard Bible it's I think. such a good it's such a good uh, resource if you're looking for like so so as a pastor right i'm preaching a sermon of course i want to draw the application out like what does this you know it like you just said the 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 scriptures the bible was written by real people to real people in a real time with a real purpose right it's not for us that's why you never ask the question what does this mean to you what does it mean to me because you want you look we're looking for author authoral tent intent you know what did the author mean to say and uh, and that that's so so there's one meaning, but there's many different applications. Right. So what that does to our life, how that applies to our life, is is a little bit different. Now we have a caller, so I figure we'll take awesome. a caller. Yeah, that, that's okay. Absolutely. So we have we have Debbie on the line. Hey Debbie, are you with us? Hi. Yes, I am. I, I always love your show, but great topic. Um, Bible. You, it, I couldn't. Um, it's amazing how interesting talking Bible could be. I'm just a Bible nerd. That really is what I am. I know. A Bible nerd. It's a good thing to be a nerd of. Uh, so what do you got for us tonight, Debbie? Thank you so much for calling us. Um, can I ask forgiveness and uh, for calling you uh, nutty last time I called? Because you went all scientific when I hung up. I'm like, oh, my gosh, you sound like all scientific now because you do that. Right? <laughs> I do. I, I do. Sometimes. I don't have that. I don't have that hat on tonight, though, Debbie. So fear not. You're fine. You're both. You guys compliment each other right now really well. So. <laughs> well, thank you. We have fun. We're like we're like really good friends, so that helps. I heard that. I listen <laughs> to every minute of this. I just love it. I try to. I try not to miss a show. Okay, so um, I I like I learned on um, like when I grew up and wanted to read the Bible on my own, not because someone was making me or my school or my parents <laughs> didn't want me to follow into my drug addict sibling steps and. You know, my own my own walk with the Lord half sure. my life, over half my life now. So um, NIV is where I kind of started, and then I'm in, in LT. But um, when I was being trained as a baby Christian, well, not brand new, but uh, some of my leaders in the prayer room, 
they turned me on to the Thompson chain reference. They're like, oh, you got to, you know, if you're going to counsel, you got to have one of those. So I still love my very, very worn out Bible. It's hard to take it places because it is old. Or, you, know, <laughs> you can get a rebound. Speech, it's just really <laughs> awesome, you know, for the jails or as a pastor like you, John, or whatever. But I'm trying to talk fast to get so I don't take your time. But um, so that's, I just. I love the so Bible. Could you repeat the? Could you repeat what that Bible is? It's the Thompson the Thompson chain reference. Chain Thompson reference. Chain reference. It's just super super neat. Of course, I love the commentaries, but it also has commentaries. Okay. And the one I think is my favorite is the NIV. But I want to say I know I thought of you when you said as a pastor, John. Yeah. Uh, oh my Thompson chain reference. He would love that. I've never but, even heard of it. That's great. It's like a it's a chain reference system. I mean, that's a, a real super quick. Okay. It, it, it kind of drives you around the Bible a little bit. Right, right. right. So it links passages uh, related to certain topics and stuff. Yeah, and if you <clears> like <throat> cross-referencing, which yeah. you know, I won't go into my nerdiness, especially my first <laughs> teen, <laughs> 15 years, I carried my Rebel's Bible Dictionary. I carried, you know, like, and I on my lunch break, I had all these giant books. You there know? you go. I love it. And my Bible study and my Bible. But anyway, um, then I wrote notes, so I didn't forget. But then I am a little disheartened to learn in 2011 they started going gender neutral, Oh. which doesn't bother me. That part doesn't bother me, but they changed some things. So after, you know, you memorize verses here and there, and I'm like, oh, I don't know, that doesn't sound, and it takes away the depth, the richness, yeah. the context to me. Um, and then even in the commentary, and I should have written it down and told my church at least, my pastor's. Uh, it said in the commentaries in the Old Testament, it said something like, oh, talking about the Holy Spirit, they weren't talking about uh, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit as really one. Mm. They, I'm like, what? Right? Yeah. Well, what, Bible, okay. what Bible did you read that in? Well, it's I don't even like it anymore. I haven't liked it for a long time. It's a beautiful new NIV. Yeah, it's a new um, translation. Oh. Yeah, the NIV had a weird... Uh, we won't... Like Talk about it too much. There's like a yeah, 1984. Yeah. To somebody, but anyway. Um, okay, then. Well, let me let me add a commentary there, Debbie. If that's okay. See, here's the issue: is is once we start changing the words, I'm not changing. I'm not talking different translations, but like for the gender issue. There's the the Bible is gendered. There's specific words that mean certain things, and words carry with them a gender. And once yeah. we start once we start changing that, it's no longer the word of God. It's, right. it, so it's no longer the 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 power isn't there, the authority isn't there. Um, it's it's no we're no longer reading the word of God. That's why these when we come across these cultural changes, when we start changing the word of God according to what our culture says. Now I'm not talking like going from King James English, you know, right. old English to um, uh, you know modern English. That's different yeah. because words lose their meaning, they change their meaning. But what we're doing is we're actually changing the meaning of the passage. When we yes. when we go gender neutral and stuff, and it's just not what God and intended. And that's not the only thing they change. They change, like yeah. you said, words I remember have mem- um, verses I've memorized. I go back and I'm like, because that's not actually what it says, and it does change the whole meaning. And I'm not even talking gender neutralism, yeah. whatever. Did I make that word up? But, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Then I want to say because, and I don't want to keep you because you're on a roll here, um, <laughs> Stephen Coolin. I know he John's talked about you before, uh, <laughs> but if you're doing YouTube's, did you know? Have you heard of like the more conservative parlor that was also banned? Google or whoever. Oh, the social media platform is that still? I think that's is that closed or did it come back up? Back. 
they're back. They're so back. They're more conservative. They hmm. have also other people on there, but um, you can say what you want. They're not, you know, suppressing or censoring. Well, you haven't come across have look any at... censored. I don't and think if, if you were to go over and you... Rumble.com and um, Dan Bongino is sure. part owner there also. Yeah, Rumble. I've so heard of Rumble. That, that, maybe that's his whole baby. Maybe that is actually his. But the... Dan Bongino, he's an ex-cop. He's an ex, he was Secret Service, I believe, for Obama. So he's just neat. He's, just, he's got his own show, too. But um, so I want to... Parler, but it's P-A-R-L-E-R, yeah. like Parley. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and then there's Rumble.com, like Let's Rumble, and it's videos, and it's news, and it's D'Souza, and it's um, Hannity, and it's just like whoever you want to like, it's just good stuff, and it's more conservative, and, yeah. you know, so the, that's what I want to say, and I love your show. Oh, thank you, Debbie. Well, yeah, I really appreciate it. Thank you thank so you. much, Debbie, and, and thank you for listening and, and, uh, and calling in every once in a while, too. We love to hear from you. Thank you so much. I have more to say, but I'll try to save that note for next time. Sounds good to me. <laughs> thank you, Debbie. Bless you, guys. God bless you. Thank you so much for, uh, for giving us a call, and it's always good to hear from Debbie. I do actually remember her call from it – was, it was, oh, man, it was a while ago. It was probably two, two or three months ago now, but it was a fun call. And um, – yeah, I don't think I don't think the the YouTube like if if you guys listening here, you guys got to go over to Steve Van Kulen's uh, YouTube channel because uh, if you watch the videos, I don't think there's any reason why YouTube would ever ban you. I mean, it would have to. We'd have to get some pre. The, the culture would really have to go. Yeah, I, I'm not. One if it the, got that bad, dude, like we wouldn't be worried about your YouTube channel. No, no, no. I'm not one of the big boys. I, I mean, the, the people that get in trouble in the social media are like Prager, you know? Yeah. Because everybody knows him, and for some reason they have beef. Um, my stuff. Well, I think I think they. Anyways, yes. I yes. mean, the majority again, and the majority of mine channel happens to be like bible reviews yeah so i suppose you could be irritated that it's a bible but it's not that controversial no no. i'm just showing you what this bible is all about and trying to present you with quality resources that you can trust yeah and, um, that, and that's kind of like what we were talking about you know and then that uh debbie called to mention that chain bible which I've, I've never heard of but i like the idea of kind of cross-referencing i don't i don't know anything about it i don't have a thompson chain reference um i I do have a handful of Bibles because I review them. Yeah. I, the Thompson Chain reference is not one that I have, but it's been around a long time and people love it. I should pick one up so I can look, take a look through it. Absolutely, and do a, do a Bible review. Um, yeah, the uh, um, you know one of the one of the Bibles I have on my shelf that that is is different that I absolutely love and it was given to me as a gift is the uh, keyword reference Bible. Oh yeah. So in like every in every verse there'll be a, a couple keywords that are highlighted. And it, it, it references you to the Strong's Concordance and, and the meaning and, yeah. and what it means. It's it's like a it's a really good resource if you're again if you're really trying to do some some study if you want to study dig into the into the scriptures and then learn what they're going. So now what should we talk about? Where were we? We were uh, uh, some tools. You were talking about some references, uh, reference Bibles or study Bibles, study Bibles, and qu- quality again quality tools that you can use um, in your study. To help you, I try to word it this way, to help you interact with the text in a different way. I love the way that you say that. And um, because it actually relates to something that I want to, we have like, I don't know, eight minutes left on the show or something. Yeah, not much. I want to go back to the statement that you said before. The best Bible that you own 
is the one that you is read. the one that you're going to read. What if <laughs> the, this is the caveat? The question you're about to ask because I know what it's going to be. All right. What if it's just a really bad trend? What if it's like the the NIV that's gender neutral that makes God a woman? That you know. What if it's the Passion Bible, which you need to do a review on? Do you have I, one? I don't. There's there are certain books and Bibles that I I don't purchase. Unless I find them at used, used bookstores. Uh, I know that's weird, but the money doesn't go back to the author. So if somebody listening wants to buy Stephen <laughs> a me. Passion Bible, you can send it to him. And uh, you can get in touch to, touch with him through his YouTube channel. And then he'll do a, a Bible a review. review on it. Yeah. And, and it needs it. Like You need to do a Bible review on the Passion Bible. Because there's listeners right now who are reading that Bible and they think <laughs> it's fantastic. So I, I would like to I'd address that in a couple of different ways. I address it differently to you than I might, you know, Jim or Jane that I just met. Uh, but the first, the first thing that I do is I always try to remember that God is sovereign and God will use what he wants when he wants to, the way that he wants to do it. And he is just that smart. He can yeah. use your absolute failure and your total lie yeah. to bring up his truth across to somebody else. So when I was coming to faith, <laughs> this is an example, personal example. So when I was an atheist, Someone gave me a copy of Can Man Live Without God by Ravi Zacharias. Yeah. I got a hold of a copy of Vintage Jesus by Mark Driscoll. <laughs> and simultaneously, these are two different, very different people. Very different. And then the third book I was reading at the same time, as I was coming to faith, was Rob Bell's oh. Velvet Elvis. Yes. The trifecta. <laughs> I mean, it's just like you can't get – but but you want to know something? Rob Bell's book, while I don't recommend it, I don't recommend you pick, go buy a copy of it. I don't recommend you read it. I don't. Um, but I will say that God used that in my life absolutely in a very powerful way, even though it's heretical. So right. So the, the another important thing to remember when you're doing the studying is the Holy Spirit's the one who's doing mm. the teaching. <laughs> so I don't care what Bible or what book you're reading; you need to be doing so with prayer um, and in the pre- not in the in the presence of of God, sitting with this text and with His Word and and begging Him. Please soften my heart, like soften me and teach me. So as you're doing that, the Holy Spirit's doing the teaching. Now, just like you said, there are books and translations such as um, such as a paraphrase. I I would never suggest you go out and buy a paraphrase. I I just am not into that. Do I think that God can save you through a paraphrase? Absolutely. Yeah, because he can use me, yeah. and that's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I, 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 like, he used Paul. That's so true. Paul was a Christian murderer. Like, he used him. <laughs> so can I love God that. use a paraphrase? Sure. But I, I, I would Dude, hope that that's not Dude, he can use a talking donkey, man. He yeah. can use a talking donkey. Right? So try not to have that be your only Bible. Again, it, if you live in the first world and can order a Bible, I, I have friends that I've met through my channel, actually very dear friends now that live in places um, like China um, and yeah. uh, where they have to steal the Internet to download illegal YouTube videos and illegal Christian software. And we chat about that and they can't just go buy a Bible. Yeah. If you can, for $100, you can have five different really nice um different translations if you wanted to for only a hundred bucks, $20 a piece. Yeah. Um, easy. And there's no reason to not because yeah. the phone that you're listening to, or you to can just download the Bible app on your on phone. Your phone. And um, absolutely. And, and, and we actually never, we got to, we never got to that one reason that you had for free. having a print Bible. 
Oh, we didn't. Here's here's my best. Go watch the video. Here's the best reason, um, and it'll it, it will probably speak more to parents than anything else. But if you've been a child, it'll speak to you too. Here's one of the number one reasons that I can tell you to have a print Bible, because when your family, your friends, your children see you reading the Bible, they know what you're doing uh, and they know what's important to you. Dude. If you read the Bible on your computer or on a device or on a phone, all they see is that you're spending more time on your phone and yeah. not with them. But if you're reading your print Bible and you go through it and they see that you love that thing and you teach them that that's the word of God, when they see you doing that, dude. they'll make a connection. That's like, that's profound, man. Dude, I don't even remember. I might've stolen that from somebody. <laughs> Um, but it, it made such a difference because I used to, it's um, totally true. I highlight in my Bible and my wife one day was, um, talking to I think I talked about this. She was, my little girl was like three. Yeah. And, and so she was coloring in one of her books and my wife said, Oh, don't color in your books. Uh, and my three-year-old looked up at her without missing a beat and said, but daddy colors in his. Yeah. Yeah. And like, dude, I almost like broke down into tears. Yeah. Like she noticed my three-year-old yeah. noticed that I opened my Bible and I care enough to make marks in it yeah, to learn. That's amazing. Uh, dude. It, and it that's was, like, I mean, that in and of itself is a great point, Steve. It's like, uh, you know, don't be afraid to mark these things up. And, uh, and, and Debbie, you had mentioned your Bible's falling apart. Uh, you said it really briefly. I don't know if she heard you, Stephen. Is you can, you can get that thing rebound and it's not super expensive. No. You know, you can send it away. They'll rebound. A couple it. hundred bucks. Yeah. A really quality job. Yeah. A couple hundred dollars. Uh, Jeffrey Rice. Um, he look him up on on social media. He rebinds post Tenebras Lux. Is, I mean, you could rebind um, it yourself technically. I mean, if you want, you could if you want to learn the skill. If you want to get into it, yeah, Cherry Hill Bibles. There's a number of them. You can if you if you want to get a Bible rebound, you can look up me, um, yeah. and I'll connect you with one of these guys. So, so we have we have 30 seconds, Stephen. Do you wanna do you wanna give anybody a last word of advice here? Uh, yeah, I do. Read your Bible. <laughs> do what it says. <laughs> do and be who you claim to be. There Christian. you go. I love it. If you claim that this book is important to you, spend time with it, read it, love it, know it, engage with it, Amen. sit under it, um, share it. I'm ready. Uh, I'm ready. I'm going to go home and read my Bible. Dude, I'm going to go home and go to bed. Then I'm going to read my Bible. Then tomorrow, I'll read. Your but Bible. you know what? Like, if you're listening right now, you need to go to Steve Van Kulen, uh His 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 website on YouTube. So it's S T E V E V A N K E U L E N. All of what we've talked about is there in one of his. Uh, you know, he's got hundreds of videos for you to take a look at. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you like some videos. Uh, learn what resources are out there. Learn how to live the life that uh, that that you are called to live, and uh, love the Word of God, man. And in the meantime, this is uh, Apologetics.com Radio. I'm John. I'm in studio with Steve. You have a great night, and we'll talk to you next week. Take care. Bye bye. Good night. <laughs>